1: Jay here from Stretford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast. Joining me today are two absolute titans of the Manchester United fan base. We've got Joe Smith, Hello. as always. How, how are, are we? What's that? Don't worry about that. I it's, do it's worry about that. It's our fan base. Filth. Pure filth. Um, and also, Mr Dave Pritt, how are you? I'm not too bad, mate. You? Yeah, looking very smart Then. And what's this? The Paddock? Hold yeah. yeah. Is this available from all good stores? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Just do on average today, store. Jay. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Him, no, well, him and him. That man, Jamie Carragher, ra- uh, rattling a few raffling, rattling, rattling a few, ra- what's what's the term? Rustling. Rustling a few feathers? Yeah. Is that the right term? Ruffling. Ruffling, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Ruffling a few feathers with these uh, comments about Virgil van Dijk being better than Nemanja Vidic. Uh, football, I think he's arguing there, which makes no sense. If he just said something else, maybe there's an argument to be made. But we'll get into all that. Also, we're going to be talking about VAR, because even though it was nothing to do with those technically, it has stitched us up a bit again, mm. because Spurs basically had a a game where the the Referees Association have had to come out and apologise to Brighton because Brighton should have had a stonewall penalty that they didn't get. And also, I think they've had a goal disallowed, which they shouldn't have had disallowed. And it affects Manchester United because it's between us, Newcastle and Spurs, really, for those third and fourth spots. And if Spurs had drawn that game, which would have been the second draw in a row, then they would have been in a bit of trouble in terms of uh, their Champions League qualification Mm -hmm. Uh, Prospects. So yeah, a bit of an annoying one, but we'll get into all that. Most important though, make sure you guys get involved in the chat and the comments. And if you've not done already, subscribe to the channel and hit that like button too. Should we talk talk about Jamie Carragher then? Because mm. this is the the hot topic. Yeah, that's doing the rounds on social media. I think it was this morning. Jamie Carriger, He tweeted. Um, we got the tweet from Jamie Carragher. If we can dig that out, sorry, we can dig that out. We've got. a yeah. You can read it out anyway. Do you want yeah. to read it out? Sorry, Joe's got it. Here
0: yeah so he he, he said well, we've, we've sort of broken it down into a few different parts so he said that Vidic was a top center back but have you forgotten his performances against torres he said no uh, center back in the premier league era has had the impact that uh, van dyke has had on a team <coughs> basically he said that van dyke was better than was better than Vidic.
1: The, the first thing that i want to sort of dig out is this torres Vidic mm. thing because this is based basically off one goal at old trafford Really, did the four? Well, I think it's two games, isn't Yeah, because yeah. Vidic's record against Torres is very, very good. Mm. He's played 15 times against him, and Torres scored three goals yeah. during those times. I mean, during those times, Vidic's got one. Yeah. And he's not nothing to do with goal scoring. So it's not like he had him on toast. His record against Vidic was poor. Yeah. One in five for a striker like Fernando Torres is not a good return.
0: It's just that one. It's just that one of those goals in particular was yeah. embarrassing for Vidic, and he got a red card as well, didn't he, from yeah. fouling him? So that's why it gets brought up all the time. But like I said, if that's the other way around, and you want to look at every single time where Vidic had the up hand or Vidic had the last half, you can't. There's no like thirty second clip of Vidic getting well, stopping him scoring in 12 of those games. Yeah. So it's like, it's easy to point to that one clip, but really, over the time against each other, there's no doubting that Torres would have preferred Vidic's record than his own. All so like, it's just ridiculous.
1: Also as well, the main thing to remember is that Fernando Torres never scored a goal against the Manu Vidic that mattered for anything. Yeah. Because every time he scored, we won the title. It's not just that, though. Well, it's the you know, so way he's, he's talking about...
2: Uh, uh, he has talked in the past about Van Dijk. And how much... He's a good defender, and how much he should be up there with the rest. Not being funny, but if you look at Vidic's era, look at the strikers that uh, he had to come up. I mean, just by the top of your head. Mm. Van Dijk hasn't hadn't had to come across anyone like that. Aguero, he's not really had to deal with prime Aguero, people like that. He's, no. He had much tougher opponents to defend against, and it, obviously not just him, there's other defenders in the league at the same time who were probably better than Van are. But because Van Dyke's shining in a team where these. I mean, he was a, there's not that many brilliant strikers in the league at the moment. He, he looks better than what he is. And I think even he has admitted he's not at that level. I think he did a interview for the BBC, was it last year, with Rio? Mm. Or was it BT Sport, one of them? And he was saying, oh, you're you should be you're up there. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I've not achieved this. I've not achieved that yet. I'm still down here. And I think the kind of things he's putting out is it's not good for Van Dyke, especially because I wouldn't say he's having the best of times at the moment. You know, Liverpool aren't the best. Uh, he's getting slated by opposition fans and things. And if you're putting that out, it's just going to cause controversy where people are digging into him for no reason. There's
1: also, as well, just before before you get into some stats, Carragher himself, not long ago, was slagging off Van Dyke, saying that, I've always said I'd never get in this Liverpool team. I would now. And Van Dyke replied to it, saying Mm. you wouldn't even be on the... I think he said you wouldn't make the squad Mm. or something. And then Carragher said about the Real Madrid game, you know, I, I played when we beat Real Madrid 5-0, try and get back-to-back clean sheets or something. Yeah. So he's had a bit of a back-and-forth himself with Van Dijk. So this, yeah. to me, feels almost like he's trying to build some bridges here. Always, always. Because he's he's had a bit of a spat with Van Dijk. Now Van Dijk's found a little bit... Well, I wouldn't I don't think he's been particularly well, I think he's been poor. But now it's like he's not as bad as he was a few weeks ago. He's trying to sort of mend something there. And maybe that's an element of it, because Liverpool fans in particular won't like the fact that you've got Jamie Carragher digging out a player Current player who's meant to be
0: their best premier league center yeah but just on just specifically on that character tweet sorry the bit i missed out is vvd is far better than Vidic, is what he said so not only is he i think he's probably the better player it's Mm. like he's far better and you know basically if you don't think Vidic is better you 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 aren't watching football because he's far better you know if van dyke is better sorry because he's far better so it's not like he's saying for me van dyke edges it he's saying Virgil van Dijk is far better than Vidic,
1: which is it's just it's ridiculous. It's, it's silly as well because, for me, uh, uh, Vidic isn't even United's best defender. During the Premier uh, yeah, League I, game. I don't quite get why those are the two that are compared yeah, all the time. because Rio was better and Stan was better. Mm. And I've always said that. I've always said it, that. Is
2: it because he's um, a nominee for the Premier League Hall of Fame? Vidic? Maybe. Yeah.
1: Is it Rio? Yeah, I think so. So why, why go for... I don't the, know why they're they always the agree, two that it? are compared. That it's, I, don't, I don't get that because it just doesn't make any sense. But even if you, you look at it and you go, okay, well, they're the two being compared. Yeah. It, the, the stats don't add up very well in Van well, we've got we
0: We've got a few stats anyway. What? So just to, I mean, Statman Dave put a lot of these together, but we've got some other ones as well. So um, we tweet out and, and he's tweeted out as well. Um, but, I mean so appearances van dyke has made more appearances so bear all of that in mind that van dyke has had more chances for the following criteria to be in his favor because he's played more games in the premier league wins vidic has more losses vidic has less 13 less actually so van dyke has lost 40 vidic lost 27 games in the premier league Um goals conceded vidic has got 70 less clean sheets five more tackle success is uh, uh, eight points higher um One of the few things where Van Dyke is better, he's got one percent more aerial duels won. Um, he's got more goals, uh, Van Dyke, and one more assist. Um, But Vidic has got more game-winning goals, more last-man tackles, more goal-line clearances, less errors conceding to goals, uh, more Player of the Seasons, and obviously five more, uh, uh, four more Premier League titles, five times more Premier League titles. Vidic is five to Van Dyke's one, Um, and a few other stats as well that we've got here is is that just little things. If you look at sort of a defensive unit. And obviously you can't you know real ferdinand is obviously better than joe gomez or joe matic but van dyke uh, sorry vidic was part of the united team that got 14 clean sheets in a row which is the record of any premier league team he uh, was in the pfa team of the year four times van dyke's been in it three times vidic played 168 games in title winning seasons van dyke has played 38 games in title winning seasons uh yeah, vidic obviously won five um, to, to van dyke's one um, Carragher says that no centre-back in the Premier League era has had Vidic's impact on a team. Vidic joined United that,
1: in, in, uh, Van Dyke's impact on a Sorry, team. Van Dijk's. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, no centre-back in the Premier League era has had Van Dyke's impact on a team, according to Carragher. Vidic joined United in, in 2006, um, and United went on to win three titles in a row after a drought of four years without one. Or three years without one. Um, so... It's not as though that, you know, Vidic came in uh, and you know. Also, also as being well. Shit to being that, that's
1: nonsense because Stam had an impact like that. And he yeah. won three in a row. Stam won three in a row and won the first t- Champions League for United since yeah. 1968. Yeah. So, Vidic let, won a like, let's not, let's not, let's not. the pretend.
0: impact that, that, that Van Dyke has had is one Premier League and one Champions League, yeah. which is
1: very good. No, it but is. But it's not as good as well, Stam. It's
0: well, not as good well, as, as, w- as w- w- Vidic. W- it's not as good as Ferdinand. Like, wasn't he saying something
1: as well about um sort of. Defenders or centre backs not being the best player until Van Dijk came. Yeah, he said
0: we've never spoken about other centre backs being
1: the best player before. Well, in the first ever PFA Player of the Year awards of the Premier League era, a defender won it. Yeah. Paul McGrath, I remember it. He beat Paul yeah. Ince, John, Terry's, John won Terry's. won it John Terry's well. won it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So this idea that no defenders have had any impact is wrong because both Stam and Vidic have. No defender's ever been like the best player in the league. Well, that's wrong because both. McGrath and Sarri were voted by their peers. I might not agree with Seri one in particular, but yeah. it's not based on the morality of the man; it's based on his ability. Have yeah. um, won it, and then when you go into any of the stats, videos yeah. is better. When you go into trophies, videos is better. When you go into the amount of the well, times he's won it, is better. It's just there's no metric you can no. find to say Van Dyke is better. The only
0: metric you can find to say that Van Dyke is better is that Van Dyke has like plays with more of a swagger. Like he, he looks like he wants people to think he's great Do you know he's got always this sort of like chest out look at me type that's his that's his kind of persona isn't it yeah. this like even little things like when um i can't remember who was it there was an interview with him and they said who's the hardest player you have played against you know and most people have got a story about the time they were skinned or they were turned or you can have marshall put me on my ass whatever for southampton <laughs> which another point we'll get to but his was um, oh, it was Olivier Giroud. Oh, why? Well, actually, you know, he didn't even have that good a game, but for some reason, he was just a bit tricky to play against. Like, he couldn't admit that anyone had ever got the better of him. Even his worst striker to play against was, oh, he just always managed to score, but, you know, I think he even says, but, you know, I think we won more of the games kind of thing. Like, come on. Some pe- people talk about, like, you know, garen Neville say how he was terrified of playing against Omri or whatever, or people skinning him and stuff, and it's just this, like, I'm this cool, composed, kind of big... Tall, strong, fast, well, I, I can do everything, well, I think and now be, he just does nothing. To be fair to him, he can't really say, oh, I always struggle against this player,
2: because he's still in the game, he's still playing against him, he done not want to give That's him true, a, a but practice.
1: he could pick, he could pick uh,
0: you know, uh, at least a goal where he's been embarrassed, like there's been plenty like of this
1: trustless. Uh, what's his name, Leandro Trossard, who scored, was it five games? In this- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, Huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, season or something cheaper.
0: All
1: right. <laughs> like, it's like there's been like there's been like you said Marshall when he was at Southampton. Matt Rashford, when he's been at Liverpool, has turned mm. him inside out and got a very good record. I think he's hit five go- goals or something in ten games mm. against him, far better than um, Torres', is Torres against. Is against Vidic. So this, this idea, I think it's just this false narrative again. And the thing with Liverpool is, because they've gone from having, we are the best team ever in the Premier League, which has now been shown to look ridiculous because they've not been able to retain a title. They've not they've not only have not been able to retain a title, they've not come close to winning it again. And they're now scrambling around in ninth or wherever they are. So they can't sort of carry on that idea that they're one of the best Premier League or no. the best Premier League team ever. So then they have to go with another one and go, okay, well, let's find some players that we can say are the best players ever. And it's Van Dijk and maybe Salah are the two that main culprits or the main players where you can yeah. go, you can argue, well, they're better than anyone else. If that. Of that ilk. Yeah. But when you sort of look under it and scratch beneath the surface, you go, actually, none of the stats st- stand and up. And also, this thing of like, oh, p- p-
0: the one thing I'm seeing now is as this all sort of begins to fall away, obviously, you see, you know, Carrier coming out, renewing it all, but it's that, oh, I'd pick Vidic for his longevity and Van Dyke for his prime. You think Vidic's prime? Won fucking three champ- three
1: Premier Leagues in a row in a Champions League. Van Dijk's prime won one of each. But the Why thing would is, you the take th- either? This is the thing I don't get. Both Stam and Vidic and Rio, in their prime, did something Van Dijk's never done. They won the Champions League and the Premier League in the same season.
0: Yeah.
1: And va- and Stam also won an FA Cup. Like Van Dyke couldn't do that. No, he back couldn't. Back back as well. Yeah, he couldn't. Like, I'm not. No, no there's nothing wrong with not doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Van Dyke literally had to pose with the Champions League and the Premier League from different seasons, and he posed yeah. with them together because he couldn't do it from the same seasons. He haven't done that. Where Vidic, Rio, and Stam all did. So they didn't need to yeah, go. Well, we won it last season. Let's drag out the trophy from last season and the replica and pose with that. They, they posed with the trophies they'd won that season. So it was a bit embarrassing when I saw these scousers with the trophies they'd won over a period of time. You think. Well, you didn't win that in the same season the acting like you did. Well, with players that we're talking about, with yeah. the likes of Vidic, the likes of Stam, with the likes of Rio, they all did that. So in their peak, Vidic and Rio and Stam, if you want to mention them to as well, were more. Yeah. If you, even if you put it down to one season.
2: I do feel, it's weird, I feel a little bit sorry for him in a way, because he's been brought into an argument that he probably didn't want to be in. I mean, he wouldn't come out and go, you know what, I'm better than Vidic was ever was. Carragher's come out, he's supposed to be a Liverpool fan, supposed to be like an ambassador for the club putting put one of their better players under a bit more pressure now because everyone's going to be after him now because of this
1: it's weird as well because this isn't i mean maybe he's doing it to try and back the kid after what i thought was a pretty poor performance ways of doing it against this. arsenal mm. i thought for the uh, jesus goal he was just terrible and mind you for both goals i don't think he covered himself in glory i don't i don't think he's having a particularly good season so maybe Carrie's going look i need to give him a bit of a lift I need to sort of back the kid because he's having a bit of a stinker so i'm going to say you know people are forgetting how good he is mm. now one thing that Carrig said is everyone had bad seasons rio had bad seasons vidic had bad seasons no he didn't they had seasons where they were injured and you can maybe argue rio when he went to qpr and he was 35 years old wherever he was yeah. fell off a cliff but that was tell me, me the prime. bad season that rio had at united no he didn't what was it, it was it under Moise? Well, yeah the one where he was banned for well, a while again he was pa- he was past his prime yeah. vidic is in his prime yeah and, and saying uh, sorry Vidic. yeah Van Dijk is in his prime and the same with, with Vidic. again you can look at injuries and stuff mm. and say there was when it cut with him but I also think that Van Dyke's not just having one bad season no. he's had a couple now. I know he has had injuries to be fair to him but this isn't like a one off Liverpool no. struggled for quite a while I know they missed him for a bit but then people go well you know the reason they were struggling that season was because because he got injured. But didn't they lose seven two to Villa with him on the in the in the team? Well, you yeah. forget as well how good
2: people like Vidic and Rio was when one of the others got injured and someone like Chris Smolin came in or mm. Johnny Evans at the time. They made them look world class yeah, as well because he covered for, for him.
1: Like yeah. Phil Jones and, and like you say Smolin and Evans have all got title winning uh, title winning medals mainly because they were playing alongside either Vidic yeah. or. or Rio, and that's no disrespect to those players yeah. because I do like them and I do but think it just shows you, you that they can
2: they were that good
0: that they could look after these younger yeah. lads and they weren't worried especially when you consider that they were supposedly playing alongside overrated Patrice Evra <laughs> like garbage Gary Neville and past it Van der Sar do you know what I mean? He must have been really good considering everyone around him was shit as well if you ask that, you know, Twitter
1: who's good and who isn't. Start with Vidic. Didn't he win player of the year once? With the same, team as, his, same season, In the same team as Ronnie at his peak. Yeah. He won in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well,
2: the year. Was that, was, that was, was that the year that Fergie won manager? And, yeah. And didn't um, we get
0: Golden Glove as well? Probably. The, the year that... Cristiano Ronaldo was the holder of the Ballon d'Or, Vidic one Player of the Year. That tells you all you need to know. Uh, we've got a few comments, but before we get to those, this show is sponsored <laughs> by call. Manscaped. And Jay, spring has sprung. Finally, it's the Easter weekend, right? Yeah. Bank holiday. Yes. Everyone's out. Yeah. I tell you what, a lot of my friends I know, yeah, they've seen it as a weekend to get the crown jewels out. Do you know what best, I mean? Best this idea. is the first one of the first one of the year. Yeah. And that's where you need Manscaped, yeah? The leaders in below-the-belt grooming, and above-the-belt these
1: days, yeah, for yeah. men. Yeah, the old. I love the old weed whacker that does your nose and your ears. Because, yeah. listen, with Manscaped, you know what you're getting. By now, you should do, but if you don't, we'll tell you. You're getting a performance package 4.0. Now, that's got a lawnmower 4.0, yeah. because we don't get out of bed for anything less than a 4.0 nowadays, yeah? Forget your 2.0, your yeah. 3.0. And we'll that's yesterday's news right we're talking 4.0 here people come on get with a program it's got the skin safe technology you've also got as well not just that you've got your ball toner your crop preserver you've got your boxer briefs with the anti-chafing technology body wash how is your anti-chafing is she Thank right? you. she's on tablets good you've got your body wash there look at this look Pump at that action
0: you just put that on the side of the bath yeah Ready to go, in your palm when you need it.
1: And all that goes in your shared travel bag as well. So you can look the absolute business, getting off the coach with that bag, listening to your headphones or your AirPods whatever, like you're just coming off the coach going into the game. So you've got everything you need there. We've got you covered, yeah? All that and you get 20% off and it's free shipping. All you've got to do is use the code DEVILS20 Mm. because it's not just about the below the waist grooming like Joe was saying also as well for men of my age I think the weed
0: whack is one of the greatest things I've ever used ear and nose hair
1: in my 20s you need to shave (laughs) there and there it happens to the best of us don't worry about it they've got you covered
0: I bought a trimmer from a I don't want to mention it but a prominent high street pharmacy right okay Um, and honestly it has when I used to use it yeah. It took my skin for a walk. Right. Do you know when it, you, the skin that used to be here is yeah. now being stretched across the room as I yabba dabba do this thing right. off me? Okay. Honestly, yeah. it used to peel me to pieces. Really, I looked like a a, a dirty little clementine when it was done. Mm. Skin dirty flaps everywhere. Clementine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Skin flaps everywhere. Pith hanging out. Yeah. All sorts. But with this, and the skin safe technology, I don't have that's, to worry yeah, about that. And you can. And also, just little things like just you know you. you, you there are trimmers, there's the the little things that you know it was built from the ground up, it's waterproof. Yeah. So you can do it in the bath, do it in the shower. You can do it wherever you want to, do it in the rain if you want. But that yeah. also means it's easy to clean. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? These are like technical areas. You don't want something that's smelling up in the in the closet. You give it a little wash when you're done with it. I also, there's a light on it. LED. Because let's not remember, let's not forget, sorry. When you're shaving your face, well, fine. You you're getting in the sort of shady areas. Do you know what I mean? You're in yeah. the weeds. You're in the bulrushes with this bad boy. And you need the light. It you don't want to that. be, I've done that
1: where I've straddled a candle Yeah. to, to shave down yeah. there and burnt myself. Yeah, exactly. And it's been horrible. And it's also, it's not, doesn't make it for a very nice supper. Yeah, camel, you were like Thomas when Cromwell. When i stood over it, like yeah. that, when my keck's down, I'm going, just one minute. You I'm and gone, Thomas Cromwell writing some Stop letter to Henry VIII. everyone else in the restaurant. They can ignore me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't go down too well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just check out Manscaped. Genuinely, I used mine yesterday in the shower. 18 plus. That bank holiday turned into a spank holiday. Yeah? Nice. Because that boot is going to be on point, front and back. Check out uh, manscape.com using the code devils20. The link is in the description. Get the link in the comments as well, please. Uh, but check them out. You know them. If you haven't tried them out, you will absolutely love them. Manscape.com code devils20. Like full-time devils, but devils20. Come on.
1: How are you? Thank you, you to Manscape for sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. I mean, what are people saying in the comments? Is this, yeah. you know. Affective people. Colin Wilmot on it.
0: Has said, why are we wasting our time talking about what, about what Kara said? Let's talk about the ninety one Cup Winners Cup finally. Save that for Friday. Great stuff. Yeah,
1: come and join us on Friday, Colin. We'll do that. Yeah.
0: Carragher was a second rate centre back anyways. So Tim Van Dyke is gonna look mustard. That's James Kelland. Um It's just weird, isn't it? Like why is it? why is this why have these two become kind of unlikely? like rivals,
1: Vidic and Van Dyke. I think it's the stats. I think the stats are, are quite comparable when you look at the ones you've read through it before. I think that people like to go into stats now, don't they? Because people mm. won't go, well, I watched Van Dyke and I watched Nemanja Vidic and I watched Rio and I watched Stam and here's what I think about it. They like to go, well, here's some stats. Aerial duels, tackles, mm. interceptions and they're very similar. Mm. So it's like that sort of thing where you can easily go, because let's, let's face facts. Half the people arguing about Nemanja Vidic won't have watched him. No. Because if you're say twenty, he left ten years ago, or whenever it was nine years ago. So you you would have been eleven when yeah. he left. When did he sign two thousand and six? Yeah. And you would have been like you know, seven or eight when he signed up, not even that. Yeah, so y-
0: y- well, even y- me, who's who's turning 30 this year, yeah. I was only 13 when he signed. So, was it yeah. so, yeah. so like, obviously, you can left. remember, yeah, he left you remember watching Moisey. football, yeah, exactly. Football at 13, well, but yeah, what, you're not in that same I, sort remember, of I
2: remember when he came because he came with Everett at the same time, yeah, didn't he? It was in January transfer window. And to be honest. When they first came, you just didn't think much of him, Ever, yeah. especially. Yeah, no honestly, he came one of the greatest players to watch. He was, he's got his head stuck in, he wasn't afraid to get injured if it meant preventing a goal or even a, a shot and to be fair he was dangerous going forward as well when we had set pieces
1: yeah, he's, a couple he's, t- I think he won us a won us a couple of games I remember the Sunderland game where he scored I think it was the Sunderland game he scored last minute winner but I mean listen it's all academic because you know Liverpool fans are all going to go Van Dyke, United fans are going to go Vidic but what's funny is I don't remember United fans ever slagging off Vidic for his performances the way that I've seen a lot of Liverpool fans criticise Van Dyke recently, including, don't forget, Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher has been criticising Van Dyke. Jamie Carragher said, I used to say I wouldn't get in this team, I would now. And he's, you know, tweeting him after Van Dyke had a dig at him. So you're seeing this between the whole Liverpool sort of ex-players and and fans themselves towards Van Dyke. what's happened to Van Dyke? all this sort of stuff. You didn't hear that from United fans of Vidic. I know it was sort of before social media truly popped off the way it has now. But, you know, the, the sort of criticism of Vidic, in terms of performances, were few and far between. The only criticism I have of Man- Nemanja Vinic is I don't think he should have left us the way he did. Mm. I was a bit yeah. gutted about that. Um,
0: Shall we move on? Yes, please. Should we talk about um, the referees? Because they've had another stinker of a weekend, have not they? Yeah. Back-to-back stinkers. Uh, PGML apologises to Brighton. Obviously, this game isn't United, but Brighton versus Tottenham, two of the favourites, to, uh, well, not favourites, two contenders for top four. Yeah. United, obviously, looking over the shoulder a little bit after that loss to Newcastle. Could have done with Brighton picking up some points there. Yeah. A draw would have been great, uh, but in the end we saw Tottenham win after what was l- literally incorrect r- decision-making. Yeah. Uh, Brighton, have appealed, for a, uh, Brighton have appealed for a spot kick in the second half of the game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when Pierre-Emil M- uh, Hoiberg appeared to catch Cairo Matome inside of uh, seen the no. area with a score at 1-1. Stonewall. Referee Stuart Atwell waved away the visitors' protest and was asked not to review the decision. Harry Kane went on to score the winner shortly after. A PGMOL statement has read, Following the Brighton and Hove Albion match at Tottenham Hotspur, PGMOL ha- and the club have been in contact regarding a number of incidents at the aforementioned fixture. <clears throat> During the dialogue, PGMOL acknowledged that there was an error was made in not awarding a second-half penalty for a foul on Kauru uh, Mitoma. Brighton had asked for a clarification around five key decisions, which saw a further penalty claim when Lewis Dunk's shirt was pulled in the box and two Brighton goals disallowed for handball. So, <laughs> It's a real stinker, isn't like, it?
1: I saw the one that was the Matoma handball as well, like his yeah. chest to me. How they declared that was an handball. and uh, Also, the penalty was Stonewall. Uh, forgive me, but I had Soccer Saturday on, and you had Tim Sherwood on, who at first was going, I'm not sure whether that's a penalty or not, and Jeff Stelling and everyone else who was watching it just had a look at it and laid into him and like, what are you on about? It's stonewall and even him because he's got he had his spurs head on was like oh his spurs hat <coughs> on sorry was like okay yeah that is a penalty yeah. and then they could not believe it and when i saw it online i saw it i thought it's stonewall yeah. and i've said this before and i'll say it again I want rid of VAR. Yeah. I only want VAR for offsides. I think that offsides, even though it can get a little bit like, oh, he's at his armpit and all that, I get it. You've at least got some sort of semblance of a line there where you can go, you can make a decision. But all this, let's review this. That's a clear and obvious error. That one isn't. Why is, you know, Casemiro getting a red for that, mm. but your man in the Chelsea game's not getting a red for that? Why is that not a penalty, but that one is? Why don't you look at the handball against Southampton, yeah you're not looking at it? just It's not working. And whether you're at home or you're at the game, you're waiting three or four minutes for these decisions. It's absolutely killing the game of enjoyment. Rather than celebrating goals now, you sort of have celebrating and going, Well, let's wait and yeah. see whether, you know, there was a foul or whatever. Now yeah. I understand with the offside thing, you can still you're still gonna have an element of that, but I think there is a little bit more science to the offside rules or the VAR offside than there is to some of these fouls because there is no consistency whatsoever. The offside stuff makes sense. It's
0: just maths. Yeah again. Yeah, the it.
1: trouble is
2: once again with the offside it takes too long, but what you you said there about the referee didn't give it. If VAR's not there, he's still not going to give it. But it's yeah. the fact that they then told him, no, don't bother reviewing it, that's on VAR, that's their fault. It's that, not the referee's yeah, fault,
1: And I think this adds to your anger, because when you're looking at it, you're going, listen, if a referee right makes a mistake, yeah, you're going to get angry, let's not pretend you're not. Right, you're gonna look at and go. Why was the ref missed that? Or why didn't the ref see that one? Or you know, how's he decided that? But there's part you that can stomach it because you think he's only human. Yeah, he's had you know he's he's in the middle of a game Other some might of you know been in his way, he couldn't see properly, or he's been, you know he wasn't sure, so he, he had to be 100% to give a penalty, whatever. You can live with that. But when you've got people watching a replay over and over again for for three or four minutes and they've still not they've still not been able to watching that replay come to the right decision that's when you start seeing your ass and
2: and when you see it as well when they show you the VAR room
1: it's not just one guy
2: with a a monitor it's it's quite a few what three or four people with six or seven monitors watching everything (coughs) surely one of them's got to say you need to check that it's it's ridiculous they're there supposed to be to help the referee but I think they're making them making the referees look worse than what they are Because we always used to have this argument, oh, the referee should be doing better, but they're here to help now. They'll make sure everything's good. And we're probably getting more decisions
1: wrong now than ever. Yeah, I agree. And it's just, it's killing the enjoyment of the game. It's getting everyone angry. You're waiting around for ages. There's no consistency. And also, why are we having these apologies all the time? That's something that is broken, right? If you were having an apology once or twice a season, you'd think, all right, fair enough. You know, nothing's infallible. You're going to get mistakes. But we're having them almost every other week. It's somewhere else, it's where they're coming out, they're going, oh, you know what, we admit we got that one wrong. And then a week later, or two weeks later, oh, you know what, we admit we got that one wrong. Now, you look at this game in particular, the Brighton versus Spurs game, that doesn't just affect Brighton. Brighton have got a, you know, a, a slight chance of making the top four, which is re- is massively hurt their chances of making the top four. United obviously have got a vested interest in it because we're going for the top four up against Spurs as well. Spurs might end up right getting top four at the expense of us or Newcastle or whatever, by a point. Or Brighton might miss out by a point. And you look at it and you go, that was that penalty. That was that one decision. That's cost us. And it's you know it's made a big difference between the fortunes of these clubs. And it's just not okay because they've had enough time now with VAR. How many seasons have we had it? Four, five or something? I don't
2: think it's that long, is
1: it, is it not? When was it? it? Sorry, it's not two or three seasons. Well, it's long enough. Yeah. I mean, we've been to major international tournaments as well. We've had it there. We've also had it in the Premier League for several seasons. You think by now... You'd be able to go, right, okay, we can sort this out. We, we know what we're doing. We, we're on it. And they're not. I, and I, I think it's as bad as it's ever been.
2: I think the only way you can fix it, because, I mean, I, I'd get rid of it now, but I think the only way you can fix it is, like, the tennis thing where you you get a, a claim to shout, I said, I want that checked. But if you give them each team one, just one thing, if you get it right, you, get, you carry on. You get another go. If you get it wrong, that's it. You're done. People yeah. aren't going to use it as much. They're going to be more lenient to it you've got to actually ask for ask for the VAR to be checked. If you get it wrong, that's it, you're done for the day. So people are going to be more careful wanting to use it or wanting it to be used, should I say. That, I think that's the only way you can do it, because at the moment, it's still people just guessing or, or not even guessing, not even letting the referee make a decision. So just keep it how it used to be, let the referees make the decision how they, how they are. The VAR's there watching, but it's up to the managers to say, listen, I want that checks, but you get one shot. Right, OK.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that is I think what that's the only,
2: only for, in my point of view the only way you can fix it because it's just awful to watch at the moment and and especially I, just, I mean to
1: me i just think it's that bro it's unfixable i just think get rid of it honestly i think we're I mean, how many times have we had this conversation now yeah and i understand like yeah you can come up out like, let's try this let's try challenges let's try this let's get better people on on the on the var let's do this let's do the other stuff i just think you look here and you go this isn't working it's just infuriating people and there's a couple of super chats um I, um, I've, I'm going to read. I think. Sorry, I'm going to go through these. Um, y- they might have already uh, been read out, but forgive me. Sam Z scouts frothing about United. What's new? Alex Buckingham, Stan Vidić, Ferdinand at least the better defenders than Virgil van Dijk. Carragher really does talk some wibble. It's like like Stephen Allison. Uh, James Kellen says Carragher was a se- oh no sorry um, was second rate centre back anyway. so to him, Van Dijk is going to look mustard. I'll read it out again. Christopher Matthew saying looking to add another shirt to my collection. Dave, you can answer this. Should I go 99 to 00 Beckham, or 0102 Ruaridh Nistelroy home, or 0405 Skulls home? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky
0: in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually.
1: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Van Nistelroi. Van What's your favorite? Your favorite shirt is the Neil Webb 1989 one, isn't it? No, you selling mine
2: me. is I do like the 07, 08 one yeah because just what it meant and I had to think it was a nice looking shirt yeah but, oof, I do like the the umbro one with the collar I had Old Trafford in it
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah I
0: think yeah. that's just I, 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 I
1: remember running around as a kid in that thinking I put my collar up thinking I was a dog bollocks yeah uh, do you know what it's not the best kit but one that always I'm, I'm quite fond of, it's got good memories for me, is it. the ninety two, ninety three kit. Just the whole yeah, one. Yeah, with the Within lace. The yeah, because yeah. yeah. it just reminds me when you put your collar up, you mentioned yeah. the collar there, it reminds me of Eric. It reminds me of winning that first title I was 13 at the time. I started going to the game, 12-13. I started going to the game on my own without my dad, going with my mates. It was all exciting. So I think a lot of these kits, it's just what it reminds you of, isn't it?
2: There's one after that as well where I've got a picture of me as a kid in it. Um, It was a dark blue and it had a big like half United logo on it. I think it was a y it's ninety three, ninety four, yeah. Was. That was a lovely yeah. kit, really that really
1: nice. That, I loved that as well. Yeah. There's some good cool kits there, but it's like you say, you know, if it's a kit where you didn't win out you Look back in, you go. Mm. Um, Jeremy Young says, Van Virgil van Dijk would never throw himself in front of a ball headed for the net like Vidic throws up to the Sancho score at the beginning of the season. That's a good point. That do you remember his Liam Gallagher impression? Where yeah, he had his arm behind, yeah. and he looked like he was about to burst into no. Song. Well, that's what I said earlier. Vidic should get, in, like, get injured. I, trying do to, you to... know, what I hate about this as well, right? It's like because I do, I'm guilty of it as anyone, you end up. Sort of going down a route, slagging someone off a he's lot. Not, he's not done anything. No, and Van Dyke is a good defender. Let's not kid ourselves. He is a very good defender. Just going back to it because we've, we've, you know, it's been brought up in the super chat, and you know, he has won a lot of trophies. Or he's won every trophy, you know, at least once. Well, only once, but he's won him. And there's no point in pretending he's not a good defender because he is. He's a, he's a great defender. But, you know, there is a hierarchy. Of course, there is. You know, well, but I, he, I think, if, I if think. he'd come out and, a good defender.
2: I just don't think he's as good as Vidic. If he'd have come out and said, listen. Listen, lads. I'm better than Vidic. Yeah. I deserve this. Blah blah. blah. Actually, you've got to be right then to go. What are you talking about? He's been brought into, like I said, been brought into an argument that he didn't even want to be in. Probably. I don't. Mm. I really don't understand why Carragher's done that because it's gonna. Make, I'm gonna give more shit to Van Dyke. He's gonna get more people tagging him on Twitter and stuff. Giving him shit when they see him. I just don't. Get, I don't get it at all.
1: Uh, Mayor Amateur says the problem is not VAR. Going back to the VAR question, it's the training of the refs and the power dynamic difference between the ref on the pitch and the ref on the monitor, and too much ego with the refs on the pitch. Do you know what happens with the ref, with VAR as well, where it's the catch 22? A player, sorry, a ref sees an incident. Now in the back of his mind he thinks, I'm not sure hundred percent, I think that's a penalty, but if I don't give it, VAR will pull me up. VAR look at it and go, well the ref's not give it, it's not clear and obvious. He's seen it, he's not give it, so we're not gonna pull it up. That's the contradiction. Maybe there should
2: be a a buzzer. The referee has a buzzer. I'm not sure that buzz- just check it for us.
1: You you're trying to tell you what, your challenges, buzzers. Listen, you're trying to turn this I'd into listen, the hunger Games. I'd get,
2: I'd get rid of it. I would get rid of it, but they never do Do you know what I mean? Do Why don't, don't we
1: just give them all a gun and seen, shoot whoever's less, last man standing? They they get the points. Why don't we do it like that? Hey, eh? do it like cool. battle royale. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You all get a weapon. Yeah, whoever's still stood, happy days. Um, Daniel Berry says hate VAR, hate it all. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, I hope you're okay. It's alright, bro. We're gonna we'll get through this together. Um, yeah, like Nathan Rice says, VAR isn't the problem. The problem is the people running it and making the decisions. How can we have the best league in the world but have some of the worst referees officials about? Do you know what? Can I just say in defensive officials, though, one thing I will say is one of them did elbow Andy Robertson in the face. So yeah. he's all right. But Do you I, know what I mean? D- let's, I don't... let's stick up for him a bit. Well, they're not all bad. I don't think that
2: the worst. Ref- we say we've got the best league but the worst referees. When we play in Europe, we're constantly complaining about the referees. If it's a Spanish referee, like, why is he giving that? He's giving it... We have probably got the better referees but it's just not because everything's... 100 camera angles when
1: you're watching that on TV. Do you, know, do you know what I hate? The, uh, what winds me up? Slowing it down. Yeah. When they show something to the, the monitor, and they slow it down, because it looks worse. And it's like, do you remember the, when they sl- slopped that um, image of Sabitza in I think it was a Leicester game, where he, he put his foot on someone. Now, if you stop that as an image, as a still, or slow it down, it looks horrible. But when you watch it, he actually goes in and then pulls out. He's like, he barely touches the kid. So i hate well, that it's,
2: it's the frame rates as well i think there's one where he was given offside but there's two different angles of there's still contact with the ball of uh, the player passing to i can't remember who it was one of them is offside and one of them is not but it all depends on the the frame rate and stuff like that if you can't rely on 100 you can't you shouldn't be using it but the reason i'm saying these things is because i don't think they'll ever get rid of it now i want them to but they've got to come up so with gone.
1: Um, someone says where's joe gone He's no longer a part of this channel, right? He said something he shouldn't have said, so we've sacked him, obviously. He's thing that was on his laptop. Yeah, was. he was looking at things that I can, just unforgivable. He was looking at City goals. No, I'm more joking. <laughs> uh, he's had to nip out, so he'll be back. Don't worry, he's not, we can sack him. we be part of the company. Uh, he'll be back soon. Um, right, Miles has got a question for you. Want to ask Dave, Laird's loan has obviously been impacted by QPR season and managerial changes. Does he see Ethan having an opportunity with United still,
2: I don't think so. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I'd love him to, but it's it's not going to work out with the players we've got. The, the fact that we've got Luke Shaw doing well, we've got Molassi brought in. These, I've still got Dello, Wambasaka. These rumors that we want to get another right back, I just can't see it happening. You know, I'd, I'd love him to get the chance, but I can't see it happening. But I still think he's got a good career to go and play. So yeah, I think he'll have a good. Professional career, so yeah. just go I like.
1: Else. I like lad. He's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah, he's a good lad as well. He is. Yeah, I know you've spoken about him very highly for quite some time. Um, John Shin is in the chat. Big is that man, that Dave. Influ- that That's John Shin, right? John Shin. Like, let me tell you, the the best video, like, two of the best videos I've ever seen in my life of John Shin. I'm not just saying he's this. The Korean one. There's the one, the <laughs> one where I said that Park wasn't as highly. It was, was a little, I, I've got to choose my words carefully. I said too many people say that. Park is underrated when he isn't underrated anymore because everyone yeah, rates him. Said, yeah. And it sometimes it goes a bit far because some kid said, you know, he was like, if you could have one player from our history to play now, he would have his dad Park, which I thought was yeah. taking it a bit far. So John did a video on that which had me in stitches. And then the other one where I think the it was. World, his, was it World Cup? No, well, oh my God, three. Yeah, the yeah. World Cup one. The World Cup, that's what I'm talking about, the, cream the one. The, there's the preview where I think it was his dad came in in his boxes that one. Not that, one. that one, if you ever, like, I will dig it out. That one had me crying and I was the only one on the preview. It was when we used to do the four split screen. Right. I was the only one who noticed and John knew why, because I, I couldn't speak because I was laughing so much. And I can't remember who was presenting. It might have been Sam or someone was like, we seem to have lost J.A. I don't <laughs> know what's up with him. And John knew. Brilliant. And the good news for everyone, including hopefully John, is that we are going to be meeting up in New York in preseason. We're going to be doing some content with John because I love him to bits. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, santa notch glenn f all the well glenn f changed his name actually to glenn fans youtube is a con good to see the usual suspects in the chat as well uh, alex buckingham says john getting mega emotional during the world cup was god's here it was it and was you know brilliant. what i love about that right it was so authentic yeah that is it wasn't performative it, 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 nonsense it, it, like, I
2: said, like like you watch it and people i think like people are laughing about it, but it was brilliant to watch i just love that emotion in football
1: yeah, I do, and you know what? It's it's wholesome in it, and it is, and it's just like you forget about that sometimes with a little Cup because with England, it's all a bit like serious in it and yeah. angry, and you know, like oh, why is he not playing? in i I'll tell of you it. why
2: because Gareth Southgate, Gareth yeah, yeah,
1: you know, bringing Steve Cooper. Oh, your boy Steve Cooper's in a bit of trouble, is He'll it? be
2: all right. I'll get him out of there.
1: Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyone wondering what I'm about right Dave Pritt said um, I think it was during the World Cup it, when he, out? he said that he wants to see Steve Cooper come in as England manager now he got some pelters Dave and then it almost started to look like it wasn't a bad shout because Steve Cooper started to do well with Forrest obviously managed the England under-17s I think was it was it the England Yeah, 17s? won the World Cup with him. Won the World Cup with him, so has a bit of pedigree on the international front and was doing very well at, for a, a, a period of time when he at Forest they got their act together. Yeah, he's done better than uh, anything Southgate's ever done. <laughs> the thing is with Southgate, right, and I don't want to you know, go on about it, but if he came into the um, Premier League, would I would get think a job in did. the Premier League? Uh, like, I, I like, I think he'd struggle. I think if you put kind of, Southgate in charge of like Forest, for example, to get relegated, like if, if he didn't come in and took over Chelsea they're not yeah. getting in the top four do you know what I mean which I mean they're not going to anyway because they put Frank Lampard back in charge which is yeah. insane to be fair they might get him in <laughs> yeah I mean that that is like us getting Moyes back it honestly like how he has ended up How he, right. must
2: be, he must be like that Rubbing his hands together Thinking How much are they going to pay me This time when they sack
1: me I never thought I'd see the day Right I'll be honest with you I know he's doing more now Where Mikel Arteta Frank Lampard Was still in jobs In the Premier League And all he's gone I didn't think we'd see that I'll be honest I'll hold my hands up I got that one wrong um, Yeah uh, Listen Dave I'm going to ask you The question I always ask you Where can people find you Hard. Oh no Before I go Have we got the graphic For Wally of the Week I almost forgot Producer Callum is on it. We've got Wally of the Week. Yeah?
2: It's, it's, it's obvious though, isn't it? You can't.
1: What, what are you going to say? The Remainers. Aye. Remainers. Ramona's, Dave calls them. Aye. When are they going to realise Brexit means Brexit? <laughs> is that what you're going to say? The woke. The woke karate. Aye. I'm sick of these wokeys. That's what Dave always says. I'm only joking. He's not very right-wing. Just slightly. Go on. <laughs> it's got to be him, hasn't it? Carriger. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a, that's a good one. Jamie Carriger. I know what man I, I get it You're not just, going to be political I don't want to be political right But How can you I just don't get how you can have these attack ads That actually make people feel sorry for Rishi Sunak it's so idiotic Labour Honestly you're freeing it up Just don't mess it up And they are doing Because it's just run by idiots And yeah now you've got everyone sort of backing Rishi Sunak And feeling sorry for him And everyone thinking Labour have gone too far How are you managing to cock this up Honestly It should be easy shouldn't it it should be, but they're just clueless. So, yeah, I'll go with all of them in <laughs> charge that mob. And before you say it, well, Jay, why you doing me, me, me? Because I want a Labour Party that does what it's meant to do. Sticks up for workers, you know what I mean? Looks after people, fights the, the Tories, gets back in power, and makes life better for us all, but it's not happening. Uh, Happy says, great to see you, lads. Like always, his statement shows why not everyone should have an opinion <laughs> up the paddock. Yeah, I like that. Um Dave, it's always a pleasure, right? Thank you. Um, and Elle says Klopp is well of the Week. Um, listen, we'll be back tomorrow. I'll have the news in the morning. Um, and then we've got a special video. I think it's going to be me and Joe. It might be Joe and Housen, actually. I think, is Steve going live? Is he doing this? I think Steve Housen um, will be going live now or shortly. Um, he's got a video on his channel. In fact, I'll put a little uh, link in there. So go and check out Mr Housen. Um... Also, as well, me and Scotty will be back later on if you care a bit of that. Me and our kid will be doing Scotty and Motty later on tonight. I think we're going to go live at 7. I'll put a link in the community tab for that as well. Dave, what's your... um, What's your... Twitter handle, I oh, forgot. Um, Brexit means Brexit. It's David J. Pritt on Twitter, I think. David yeah. J. Pritt on Twitter. Go and check him out. You know where to find me as well. Uh, this has been the Paddock Podcast. That's been Dave Pritt. I've been Jay Motty. Joe Smith was here as well, but he's had to go. He got that infuriated with Jamie Carragher. He just went outside to have a cig. Right, we'll be <laughs> back soon. See you later. Sports
0: Social Podcast Network.